This is episode 129 of Bella in Your Business. Do you feel like your business is going around on a merry-go-round? Well, I've got news for you. This episode is sponsored by my incredible webinar series called Jump and Scale. It gets you off that merry-go-round and up to the next level in your business. It's called Jump and Scale, and it's free for you right now. Just go ahead and sign up at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. You will learn how to grow your business, increase your staff, and not be held hostage to your business. So go ahead, sign up for free. That's jumpconsulting.net net forward slash scale. I'll see you inside. Welcome to Bella in your business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in your business. My name is Bella Vasta and today I've got another friend with me. So glad that I get to call all these people my friends. Uh, Chris Strub is with us and if you don't know him, you are going to know him by the end of this today. Chris is the first person to use live stream and Snapchat in all 50 states. He's the author of 50 States, 100 Days, the book, and he's the CEO of I Am Here. Chris is a very giving person. He does a lot of giving days around the country with nonprofits and just an all around real, real genuine person. And today he's going to be here to talk to us about a lot of different social media, a big umbrella of it. Although he's got many courses and lots of different things. He's very knowledgeable. Without further ado, Chris Strauss, welcome to the show. Bella, it's such a pleasure to be back. I'm going to pretend like we screwed up the audio on the last one just so that we could talk again because I'm uh- <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Chris, why don't you give us a little bit more of a background of who you are, where you're coming to us from and your backstory? Sure. So I recently moved here this month to Greenville, South Carolina, but I'm originally from New York. I went to school in Binghamton. So if you see the green hat that I wear all the time, that's my alma mater, Binghamton University. I quit my job up there in 2014 to road trip around the country to all 48 states. That led to the trip that you mentioned in 2015, where I worked with different nonprofits in all 50 states in 100 days, which led to the book, which I'm very proud of. I'm sure we can touch on a little bit. And that book has led to my career as a solopreneur, getting a chance to travel around the country, go to social media events like Social Media Week Lima, where you and I met earlier this year, but spoke in Denver and Wichita, San Francisco and Texas and all these different places. And my passion really, Bella, is working with nonprofits. As you mentioned, this week I launched a new blog series called givingdayguide.com, where I'm focusing on helping organizations with their giving day plans. And we're recording right after Giving Tuesday, where on Facebook, they raise more than $125 million for nonprofits just in one day, which is pretty incredible. So that is incredible. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. This is probably coming out the first quarter of 2019. So I'm sure your blog is well under its way. What was that URL again? It's givingdayguy.com, givingdayguy.com. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. So let's just talk social media in general. What's the best advantage of actually incorporating a social media strategy into my business? Sure. I think the biggest advantage is keeping up with the people who value your business and value their relationship with you. So of course, let's use you and I as an example. We met in Lima, Ohio earlier this year, but we've been able to keep in constant contact through different social media channels. You know, we watch each other's Instagram stories, live streams, tweet to each other. And so we're able to maintain a relationship that's valuable to both of our businesses. And so you can apply that same thought process to 
whatever business you're in, whether it's the pet walking business or whatever line of business you're in, your customers are looking for ways to keep in touch with you outside of the time that they're spending actually in your brick and mortar business or with your pets. We know the statistics that people spend an enormous amount of time on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, all these different channels. So it's critical for your business to have a presence there, not just to be able to market and to push its goods and services, but also to be able to maintain that two-way line of communication with your customers so that when they do need to buy, you're able to stay top of mind. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you know, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about, you're right, like you and I's relationship is largely digital, right? But we've been able to get to know each other and support each other and network for each other and all kinds of things. And I want to encourage the business owners listening today not to just think of it as your clients get to know you, but also that you could get to know your clients or other community leaders in your town and that they can get to know you virtually and you can, don't be afraid to share out their stuff. You know, I think too many times we kind of think that we live in this silo and that like we can't follow the mayor or an awesome realtor around there that's pushing out great content and help support them because people see that happening and they're going to want to do it for you as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people get really caught up in all the new changes that are happening on social media. Yeah. But really, business has not changed over the centuries that's been around. It's about relationship building. It's about who you know and how well you know them. And so if I'm trying to build a relationship with Bella or with one of my clients or with, like you said, a government official, and that person is sharing a lot of things about their personal life and or their professional life on social media, now when you do meet them at the cocktail party or you see them at the conference, like when you and I see each other in San Diego for Social Media Marketing World in just a few weeks, I guess we'll we'll time travel a little bit. We're going to know everything that each other has been up to because of social media, even if we don't talk every single day. No, no, I love that. That's totally right. So think about that veterinarian clinic that you guys are trying to get into. You know, we're talking about the biggest advantage of using social media marketing for your business. And a lot of pet sitters are trying to get like the endorsement or a relationship with a veterinarian that can refer them a lot of business. Well, a lot of that could start online. That ice breaking could be online, not walking in the door and talking to a receptionist who already does pet sitting, who's throwing your cards in the trash because she doesn't want your cards at the business. You know, it's a great way to get in the back door to build a relationship online so that you can be like, Hey, you're the office manager or who's the office manager or can I come in and like say hi to you guys in real life? It's a great way to break the ice. So Chris, I want to move us into what apps should pet sitters be focusing on? I mean, there's so many different things to do. Should we do all of them? <laughs> Probably not. You know, my big focus here this year, 2018, has been Instagram stories. I love to describe IG stories as a happy medium between mm-hmm. live streaming, which you talk about I'm very passionate about, and I was just doing a Facebook Live right before this broadcast. So live streaming allows you to be fully sort of live immersed in the moment with your audience. Things like your Instagram grid and even Twitter, you know, these are more permanent platforms where you set out a message and then people have the opportunity to comment and engage with that post after the fact. Instagram stories is a very happy medium, right? We talk about being able to just point the camera at yourself and create content 
on the go, right? And for a, a, someone in the dog walking business, it's a great opportunity to be able to take advantage of that time where you're out for 15, 20 minutes in the neighborhood. You can talk to your other prospective clients or the people that you're going to see the next day or the following week, or even people who might be considering your business while you're actually out there doing your job, mm-hmm. you know? And the lifespan of Instagram stories, people say, well, oh, Chris, I don't like to create content that's going to disappear after 24 hours. But when you look statistically at the average lifespan of a piece of content on social media, we look at the algorithm, say, on the Facebook newsfeed, mm-hmm. it's incredibly unlikely that people are looking back at your Facebook page to posts that were from six months ago or a year ago. Right. Right. And in fact, the algorithm shows that the posts that you're putting up on Facebook are dying off pretty quickly after just a couple of hours, if that. So when you post something on Instagram stories, that little dot fills up and suddenly you're top of mind for 24 hours, right? Whether you posted it five minutes ago or 15 hours ago, when Bella opens up her Instagram and she sees Chris Drubb's circle has a little red thing around it, boom, I can press that button and see what each other had been up to. So Instagram stories, I think, are a great place for an entrepreneurial business owner like your listeners to get started with a social media plan. And you guys, I would really encourage you, I know a lot of pet sitters listening right now, they have taken advantage of Instagram stories and it's really exciting to see them do that. But I want to encourage you to not only be posting pictures of dog walks or playing with a cat toy. I want to encourage you to turn that camera on yourself while you're in the office and you can be like, who just got off the phone and was able to help that person. She needed this, this, and this because she's doing X, Y, and Z and our services were perfect for it. So I'm so excited. And Now flip the camera. I'm sending her to our website right here where she's going to sign up. I challenge our listeners right now, anyone listening or watching this right now, do that and then tag me that you did it. And I just might send you a little prize because all I ever see, Chris, is people, you know, I'm walking this dog and I'm playing with this cat and that's great. But I would love to see it changed up and give like the human side of the business and what it takes to run the business. Let me add on to that, Bella. You know, if you suggested to me these different accounts and you said, hey, check these out. Let me know what you think, Chris. And then compare that to the Bella Vasta Instagram account. What I see with you, what you've been doing, especially since we met over the summer, right? You've taken advantage of that showing what you're doing with your business, which is why I feel so connected with you and so many of your listeners feel connected with you because we see what you're doing and what you, Bella, are working on, right? Not just the product that you're talking about. So, you know, when people say, Chris, how do you get so many speaking engagements? How do you land business? It's because the people that I'm speaking to are able to see what I'm doing. They feel more comfortable with me Mm -hmm. as a speaker, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, because I do exactly what you just said. I put myself out there all the time. You know, we're going to invoke a little Brian Fanzoism here for a second. I want you to think like a fan, think Mm -hmm. like a prospective customer. So when your customers are looking at that story that you're putting out there and all they're seeing are what are essentially stock photos of dogs and cats. Or dogs that aren't their own, so they don't care about them. Dogs that aren't their own, right? I want to see who you are. I want Mm -hmm. to hear from you because I need to trust you with my animal. I need to trust you. And house. And house. Yeah. And I need to trust you with my wallet, right? I need to trust you with the money that I'm going to invest in your business. Before we do any sort of business, we're going to have a conversation. So why not initiate that conversation proactively by using Instagram stories in a forward-facing fashion? 
Yeah. So the next natural question that comes to mind that I'm sure people are thinking about right now, Chris, they're like, oh, great, more stuff to do. So Chris, how often should I be doing all of this? Like, what's the level? I always like to say that you can never provide too much value to your audience. So I think you always want to keep in mind where that level is, where are you speaking and are you creating content just to create content? Because you think that all the social media pros say you need to be... Actually, Jen Herman did a great Instagram live about this last night. One of your your seven queenies was talking about this exact same topic, right? Don't create content just for the sake of creating content. You want to create content that is quality, that delivers value to your audience. You, Bella, do a great job of it, right? So as you're recording and as you're creating, I want you to go back and watch your Instagram story after you post it Mm -hmm. and say, am I getting bored? Am I entertaining with everything that I'm doing here? Or am I providing a good consistent value of content as we're going along? So there is no steadfast, like you should be doing this five days a week or seven days a week or one day a week. No, it needs to be judged based on your capacity and basically how much content you're able to create that is providing consistent value to your audience, no matter what field you're in. I love that. There's so much under the sun that pet sitters and dog walkers have available. They're getting asked questions all the time from new clients. You guys, it's just a matter of thinking like a journalist, putting the journalist lens on to really be there to show up and talk about stuff. And your Instagram story, something that I had to learn instantly, (laughs) pun intended, was that it doesn't have to be like from the morning minute I wake up until the minute I go to sleep and I have to document everything. It could just be one hour of my day, but it's something that I consciously have a beginning, middle and end to. And that's my story that's up for an hour. So don't feel like it's oh my gosh, it's awkward. I don't want to be like looked at weird because I'm holding my phone or like anything like that. Like just kind of consciously think of what is interesting during my day that people might not know about me or my life or what's going on and just do it. Just do it. And I I think the point that you just made there, Real, I hate to do this to you again, Bella. No, keep doing it. This is how it flows. We are both huge fans of a gentleman named Marcus Sheridan, Mm -hmm. right? And Marcus's main crux of, and he's an incredibly successful speaker. If you don't know who Marcus is, you should pause this episode and go listen to Bella interview Marcus and then come back at this point and listen to the rest of me. But Marcus always talks about how they ask you answer. They ask, you answer. And his whole entire business philosophy, tens of millions of dollars. This dude, again, is one of the most successful speakers in the world. He talks about building a content strategy based on the questions that people are asking of your business. So if you're confused or if you're not sure what you want to talk about on your Instagram story, I would say get a little notepad and write down the top five questions that you get from people calling about your business And then just go ahead and answer those questions. And you can do it all at once. You could do them one at a time. But quite honestly, that's what people are looking for from your business. And if you can proactively answer those questions, again, Marcus spells this out so beautifully in in his episode with you. You're several steps ahead of the game and you're way ahead of your competition in terms of getting known to reference Mark Schaefer real quickly too. When your customers already know who you are and they know that you're taking the time to answer their questions, you are miles ahead of all the rest of the pet sitters and the dog walkers in your area. Not to mention with stories, at least you guys can always download them and re-upload them to your Facebook feed. You can upload them to your YouTube channel. You can add them. If you do decide to do a story, maybe it's about a cat and it's just one visit during a cat visit. And you know, this cat takes a little coaxing to come out from underneath the bed. You know, the beginning of that story is this is Molly. We're going to go visit her and she doesn't like to come out from underneath the bed. Mm -hmm. There's the bed. There's Molly. You see her eyes out there. 
okay, Molly's getting a little closer. She's getting a little closer. And by the end of this story, maybe it's only five clips. Okay. It, that's it. That's okay. And you could be like, Molly's now playing with the whip or purring or allowing you to pet her. And you have shown that progression, but the beauty, the juice in this, and again, going back to Brian Fanzo is the upcycle of it. It's that downloading of that video, putting it on YouTube or Facebook, and then using it as a link next to on your services yeah. page where it says cat sitting. And it could say something like, you know, we even get those shy cats out. Want to see? And then you can actually show it, you guys. So a lot of this stuff, if you intentionally create it, you can reuse it a lot of different ways throughout everything. Yeah. And it's so important too, on the back end, when you're meeting new clients and you're meeting people, you want to take the opposite approach and make sure you're encouraging your customers to connect with you on social media and let them know that this is what we do. This, you know, I talk about my experiences. I talk about the different things that I do on a regular basis. You know, Kelly was asking you about that in a Facebook live earlier today, which was how do I get people, you know, to come follow me and to be attracted to me on social media? Well, don't be afraid to tell them in real life, like, Hey, do you, are you on Instagram? Let's connect right now, you yeah. know, and take advantage of those real life relationships that are going to turn into year round relationships by making that connection on Instagram. So that's a perfect segue for the people that just feel like social media is a waste of time. It's just something that just doesn't ever return anything. But Chris and Bella, you don't understand. I have a small business. I'm out in the field. I don't have that many followers. What do you say to people that say social media is just a big waste of time? I think that it's pretty clear that they're not focused enough on the core audience. They didn't spend enough time, first of all, listening to the, the very first thing that Bella ever told me, which was define your audience a thousand percent. Know exactly who that is. And if you need help, if you need further coaxing with that, I encourage you to check out. And I brought down a couple of books from my bookshelf up above my head, but Amy Landino's book, Vlog Like a Boss, has chapters about this, talking about specifically identifying exactly who your audience is. And I think the more mature we all get in the social media space, the more we realize we have to niche down and understand exactly who we're speaking to and speak to them on those terms. If you think that social media is a waste of time, you're probably trying to do too much. You're probably trying to, if you want to use the cliche, boil the ocean, so to speak. And ah, look, I've never heard that. You know, I do this myself too much. Bella will tell you that on and off the record. I too struggle with this. So it's not easy to adapt to that sort of mindset. But once you do, once you understand exactly who your audience is, then you start to attract more and more people from that kilt yeah. and from that same sort of mold. And that's where the growth in your audience comes. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the volume. We get so caught up looking at influencers yeah. like, oh, well, he has way more followers and that got more views than I did. But if your video has 15 views and all 15 of those people are going to go on and sign up for Jump Consulting tomorrow, I think you would take that all day long, Bella. Totally. You know that that's, that's the key, right? Yeah. And I think the other thing to think about is we're always thinking about like, what can we get from it? What can we get from it? But it's like, have you ever stopped and thought about what are you giving to it? Who are you supporting in your local community? Whose pages 
are you participating in or groups are you participating in? Are you just expecting the veterinarian to share your content because you think it's awesome? Or do you actually share their content or engage with their page as your page or as yourself? Do you message them? Do you talk to them? Do you have a relationship offline too? And this could be realtors. It could be dog trainers. It could be the little local convenience store. I don't care if you're in like small town USA. It doesn't even have to be pet related. But you know, with six out of 10 households having pets, just about anybody would be a great alliance when you're trying to build a small town domination kind of thing. So just, I ask you not what social media can do for you, but what you're doing for social media. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? There's so, your cutout clip. There's your audio. Right? <laughs> All right, Chris, as we kind of wrap this up, why do you prioritize attending live events? You and I love going to live events. And this is something I feel real strongly about because I feel like we need to do more personal development as business owners. And uh, I think it's really interesting, especially in the pet field, there's actually not a lot of personal development promoted. And the only conferences promoted are the very small, I'm going to go out on a limb and maybe piss people off and say small-minded conferences that the associations in our industry put on where it's the best music to leave on for a cat in between sits. Like, why should we prioritize going to live events? And how does social media play a role in all that too? Boy, you know, I think events of all different types, and I know Mike Stelzner talked a lot about this, going to events outside of your industry as well, where you're trying to attract more people and initiate those relationships where if we meet initially online, let's say someone sees your Facebook ad or they catch your Instagram story or something like that. Now you're going the opposite direction. The goal is you want to try and reach a point where you can actually meet those people to do business with them. Mm-hmm. At events, at real life events, it's the opposite, right? You have the opportunity to give everybody a hug and go up and say hello, to actually show who you are and to shine and to initiate those relationships where now the online stuff is going to follow and it's going to back up and it's going to allow you to further facilitate that initial relationship. But look, I mean, I think Bella and I's relationship is a great example. I saw you on stage Now I think you're the best female speaker I've ever seen and we can continue that social media relationship throughout the year where I can learn like, oh, well, Bella is going to this state to go speak. Like I need to be there, (laughs) right? So it's all about, as I said in the, the outset of this podcast, Bella, it's all about relationship building. And when you can meet people in mass, especially those people that share that passion, like we were talking about, that have similar beliefs or similar thought processes, especially if they're not direct competitors of yours where you can share best practices and really level up your game and learn from other people in person. I think that Seven Queenies retreat that you guys did a few weeks ago too was another unbelievable example of how real life relationships allow you to really create something special when you can collaborate with others in your business and create something that's going to allow everyone in your group to level up. So much goodness in that. I want to touch upon Marcus Sheridan again, and I also want to touch upon the Queenies. So I'm tasking you to remind me. So back to Marcus Sheridan, you know, I first saw him at a live event in 2012, and it is safe to say that that man changed my life in more than one way. Also interesting, the day that I met him that night, I went on the first date with my husband too. 
So that was bold. That was, that was just like a monumental day for me. But what I mean by he changed my business is because he did, he taught those principles of they ask you answer. And I set out on motion and I wrote 500 blogs on my pet sitting company for the reason that I didn't have to spend a dime on advertising. And it was so valuable to the person who bought my company a couple of years ago. Now the seven queenies retreat, for those of you guys who don't know, and you might've heard us relate to it a couple times in a couple of other podcasts too. It's myself and six other social media mavens getting together. They all came to Arizona. We got an Airbnb and did an awesome live stream and talked about what it is to be a female in social media. But what Chris was getting at and that I want to build out a little bit on that is y'all can do that too. As pet sitters and dog walkers, y'all have friends in our mastermind and there's nothing preventing you guys from getting an Airbnb yourself and organizing a weekend and hanging out for the weekend. You all are building and scaling your companies right now. Y'all have staff right now. I encourage you, if there's people online, even in our own industry, there's an awesome map called Airbnb or VBRO and you too can just go rent it and hang out. Why not? I think that you deserve it. And I think that our main point of live events, they don't have to necessarily be a big conference, but they can be. It is important, so important to take these relationships that we're building on social media and get them in real life because what it does for your soul and your mind and inadvertently your business is it's unspeakable. Like you couldn't even put words to it. And I think that the humanness behind social media, I think that was our whole trend today, Chris. What do you think? A hundred percent. And you know what, Bella, now that this podcast is live, we're just a few weeks out from social media marketing world, which I can honestly tell you was the event in 2018 that changed my career. You know, just all the connections that I made, people that I know and people that I, I didn't know. I actually yeah. ended up speaking over in the United Kingdom last September now because of a relationship that I built with someone that I had never met before in San Diego. And there's thousands and thousands of those types of stories at Social Media Marketing World. But like you said, it doesn't have to be thousands of people at a convention center. It could be seven people, you know, at an Airbnb in Scottsdale, which my invite must have got lost in the mail. Um, <laughs> no boys allowed, Chris. It, no boys. <laughs> it looked like you guys had the the, uh, the time of your lives there. So we um, and we're going to be doing it again here soon in a couple of weeks in uh, Denver, Colorado. So my goodness, it's good old Mia. <laughs> Um, Bella, I am, I am so grateful for your time and so, so proud of all the work that you've done. It's been so, so amazing to see, again, on Instagram stories, for the most part, your meteoric growth throughout 2018 now into 2019. And I met everything that I said in that article that you guys should all go check out. I'm sure Bella can put it in the show notes as well. But I, I actually do think Bella is the best female speaker I've ever seen. And there are so many wonderful things ahead here, not just in San Diego, but in the years ahead. I'm, I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you so much, Chris. And I, the same goes for you, sir. You're just like the kindest, hardest person out there. And I just, I appreciate you being in my ecosystem and calling you a friend. So thanks for coming on here today. Everybody, if they want to get a hold of you, Chris, or join your group or learn social media from you, how can my listeners get into your ecosystem? Yeah. I launched my Facebook group recently called Social with Strub. Uh, good thanks to Bella Vasta for inspiring <laughs> that. So the website for that is socialwithstrub.com. Bella also mentioned the Giving Day work that I'm doing. So I'll be blogging regularly at givingdayguy.com. And then all of my social channels are just my name, at Chris Strub. 
I can check out my Instagram stories and see what I'm up to. That is so fantastic. Chris Strub, thank you for being here today. You guys, I want to know what your biggest takeaway was. So go ahead and go back to wherever you saw this posted and let us know your biggest takeaway. Don't forget to hook up with Chris. And remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.